Welcome to the Covenant Woman Podcast, inspiring you to grow your faith in all of God's promises and take what belongs to you as a daughter of the King of Kings. I'm your host, Shayla Gordon, author of The Covenant Woman. Are you ready to stop self-sabotaging and start overcoming the struggles that have been holding you back from stepping confidently into who God says you are? Come on, sister. It's time to thrive in all areas of your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Covenant Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am excited to jump in today's into today's message. I have had this on my heart for the past week or so, and I um, really just feel the need to share it. And so this week's message is, is actually a question. And so I want to ask you, do you find yourself doubting what God can do in your life? So whether it be something that you're going through emotionally, something to do with finances, something to do with your spiritual walk, um, something physically, you know, we all have different things that come against us, right? But no matter which area of your life is being attacked or which area of your life that you need to see a change in, God's word is the answer to every area like I said, whether it's spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, relational, it doesn't matter. God has an answer for you. But it comes down to, do you know what the word of God says about your specific situation, the specific thing that you're dealing with, that circumstance that you're going through right now? Do you know what God's word says about it? Because I know from personal experience, when you don't know what the answer is, you don't know what God's word says about that specific situation, you're going to go off of your own feelings and emotions. And let me tell you, our feelings can completely lie to us because we, our feelings can make us feel completely defeated. And the truth is, if we have God, then we are never defeated, right? We are and can be triumphant in any area, in any circumstance in our life. So it really comes down to, do you know what the Word of God says about your specific situation? And most of the time, actually every time I think that I have ever doubted God, it was a direct result of me distancing myself from Him. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I was like doing it on purpose, but just getting distracted with life, getting distracted with hard situations, and instead of moving closer to him, moving further away from him and putting him on the back burner and not going to him in that time of need. And then what happened was, you know, I just ended up going off of my own feelings and trying to take matters into my own hands and Let me tell you, that is not a good way to do it because whenever we stop relying on God and we start relying on our own capabilities, we find out real quick. I know I do. I have found out real quick that I don't have capabilities that are going to bring me to triumph over a situation whenever I don't have God on my side working with me. And like I said, it's always been a direct result of me distancing myself from him, not him distancing himself from me. It's always the other way around. So the answer is don't distance yourself from God, right? Like don't don't move away from him whenever something comes up. Push in closer to him, press into him and seek him for wisdom and guidance and answers. He will show you the truth. The Holy Spirit will show you the truth in all situations. And, you know, 
we have to remember that we should not be moved by what we feel or see because God sees everything and he knows the big picture and he knows how to bring us to victory in that situation. But it just comes down to us having faith in that. And the way to grow our faith is by hearing the word of God being taught. Romans 10, 17. I know I probably say it on every single episode of of this, but Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we are not hearing the word of God being taught, then it doesn't get into it. We can't get that into our spirit. And that's not what we are meditating on. That's not what's going to come out of our mouth. So we have to hear the word of God being taught. We have to spend time in God's word if we want to increase our faith to be able to believe in God's promises and be able to believe the truth of what he says and be able to see those truths come to pass in our lives. But we can sit around all day and say, Lord, I need you to do this, and I I really need help over here in this situation. But if you don't have faith in that, he can't help you. He's already doing his part. That's Your part is not to just ask, but your part and your responsibility is to ask and have faith that you will receive what you're asking for. The faith part, that that's on you. And, you know, God's promises are one thing, but your faith is what activates those promises of God. So whenever you're not living in faith, whenever you're not walking in it, whenever you are not believing in God's word and what he says, then you are going to doubt what he says. And whenever you doubt, you're thinking on on uh, thoughts of doubt, you are speaking words of doubt. So even if you say, Lord, I need help in this situation, you can do that all day. But whenever you are speaking against that with your doubtful words, you are not going to see the answer to a prayer. You're not going to see what you need come to pass. I want to read y'all one of my all-time favorite passages. It's Mark 11, uh, 22 through 25. This is what I grew up hearing a lot and even, you know, meditated on this more than probably any passage in the whole Bible. I'm just going to read it to you guys. This is from the King James Version. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Okay, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. What? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe, believe, not doubt, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So that is one of my favorite passages. It it reminds me what our responsibility is, right? Like we 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 don't just ask God, we believe it. We say it with our mouths. We do not doubt in our heart. We believe in our heart. And then we forgive, right? So whenever you're asking God for something, make sure that you have you don't have unforgiveness in your heart because faith works by love and love does not work in an unforgiving heart and your prayers are answered by faith because without faith, then you're not activating God's promises. You're not even activating his words if you have faith. They're just empty words. And, um, you know, doubt's not going to get you anywhere. So remember, my question a few minutes ago to you was, do you doubt what God can do for you? Are you doubting what God can do in your life? And like I said, the the only way to remove doubt and replace it with faith is to 
build your faith and what God's word says. And you do that by listening to the word of God. You do that by talking to God, to by getting closer to him, by having more conversations with him. And whenever you do that, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be super easy because the enemy is going to come against you because he's going to he's going to see what's happening and he does not want good for you. He does not want you to have victory, especially victory over him, right? So he's you're probably going to notice some hiccups that come along, things that maybe maybe even extra things, extra problems come come along for the first little bit. But you stand your ground. You stand your ground in the word of God and you speak against it because you have authority. Gosh, you have authority to combat anything that comes against you with the word of God. And remember this, God allows what we allow because he's a gentleman, right? Like he doesn't step into the way of something that we're allowing in our lives. And that's why there are times even I can look back in my life and I'm like, but God, why, why, why did you let this happen? And then realizing God did not let that happen. It's because I opened a door to something and then I had to deal with the consequences of it because I allowed it. God, but God allows what we allow. He's not going to overstep and we still have our own will and he's not going to force himself on us. He's not going to force himself in a situation. So I know that you've, you may have said this before, but I know I've heard this by, from so many different people, but they're like, well, if, if God wanted it that way, then he would do it this way because he's God. Well, no, if, if you have any knowledge in, in what the word of God says, that's not what it says at all. It doesn't say God's going to overstep and force himself into our lives and into the situations that are going on. We, it's our faith that activates what God's word already says. So here's another question. What are you allowing? What are you allowing in your life? Because you have authority over every area of your life and over every single situation in your life. It doesn't mean you can snap your fingers and it goes away, but it means that you can take authority over every single situation and in every area of your life and and call it out of your life and say you have you know if it's let's say it's sickness you can you can tell that sickness where to go you can speak the name of Jesus over it but you have to build your faith in what God's word says you have to build your faith in those healing scriptures and your healing covenant and um, the more you build your faith the the more victory you're going to see what are you allowing in your finances? What's going on in your financial life? You can tell Satan to take his hands off of your money. You can tell Satan to take his hands off of any situation in your life. And you go find scriptures that that align with what it is that, that you're having faith in, what it is that you're standing in, believing for, and what God's word says. And you use that to combat what's going on in your life. Use your words. And don't ever, ever contradict what you're believing for with your words. And it can be so easy to contradict what you've just prayed for because you might get around certain people where maybe those are the people that you're used to venting to or griping to, or that maybe they're griping about something in their life and then you want to join in. Don't do it. Stand your ground. Stand your ground on the word of God and don't give in. Even whenever you want to, those feelings will lie to you. Don't give in. And it doesn't matter what you're facing right now, but God can literally fix anything. And he can even cause it to be better than it than it originally was. He can cause it to be better than your wildest expectations, okay? And don't forget that 
he can use a hard or tough or bad situation and use it for your good if you'll have faith in that. Romans 8, 28. Write that scripture down. Write it down. Meditate on it. Speak it. Build your faith in that. And those hard situations that you're going through, God can use them for your good. So let's talk about just a few little bullets here, a few things that you can do to increase your faith and your relationship with God, because guys, this will change your life. And it doesn't take that much effort. The thing is, is we often get you know, in our, in our feelings. And we don't feel like putting God first. We don't feel like listening to the word of God that day. We don't even feel like getting off the couch because we're having a bad day, but don't give in to your feelings because that's not going to get you anywhere whenever you feel like that. But there, there are ways that you can increase your faith and guys, it just, it does not take that much effort on our part. And whenever you start doing it and you get in the habit of it, you're going to realize like, how did I ever live without living this way. And I don't ever want to go back to those feelings, you know, to those, um, to those just thinking that you're on your own and doubting what God can do and not even knowing what his word says about your situation. It will change your life. It will make everything so much better. Just having God, just having his presence, just being able to feel his presence, being able to to converse with him all day, every day, if you want to. And just remembering that it is an ongoing conversation with God. It's not a sit down, let me sit here for 30 minutes and do my do my prayer. And yes, I think dedicated time to God with God every day is so important. But remembering that it's also it's not just about prayer. It's about fellowshipping with him. It's about him knowing you and you knowing him and building that relationship and just knowing that you can talk to him throughout the entire day. And that's that's what he wants from you. But a few ways to, um, I think I have five ways written here, but a few ways to written, to increase your faith and your relationship with God. Guys, number one, spend time worshiping God. You cannot be in a bad mood when you're worshiping God. I promise. Turn you on some worship music, some praise music, if you want. You don't even have to do that. But just thank God. Just sit. Just be grateful. Be Think about all the things. And you may be thinking, yeah, but nothing's good in my life. I promise you there are good things in your life. And the more you realize it, the better your life is going to be. God loves a grateful heart. And whenever you start, you think about one or two things that you're grateful for, you're going to think about number three and number four. Guys, if the sun's shining, be grateful for that. If you got a hot shower, if your life, if you feel like your life sucks right now, but you got a hot shower today, be grateful for that. Not everybody has that. If you have a, a place to sleep, thank God for that. Not everybody has that. If you have shoes on your feet, uh, uh, clothes on your back, if you have a hairbrush, be grateful for it. There, every You should be grateful for every single thing. And, you know, God, like I said, God does love a grateful heart, but thank him for those things. Name those things off. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for clean water to drink. Thank you, Father, that I have a bed to sleep in. You know, maybe my whole life might not be going my way right now, but I recognize that that you are in control. You are God and you you meet every one of my needs. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that, for that God. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Thank you that you thought enough of me that you you sent your only begotten son to die a horrible death so that you so I could choose eternity with you. 
thank him for those things. You can't be in a bad mood when you're doing that. I don't know of a single person who's ever worshiped God and been in a bad mood by the time they were finished. Okay, number two, the second thing. Find someone that you can relate to. Find someone who just speaks to your heart when they are preaching and teaching the word of God and and listen to the word of God being taught every day. If it's 10 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour and a half, what, what any any teaching of the word of God is going to be good for you. So get it in you one way or another. If it's on your way to work and you only have a 10-minute drive, if it's while you're folding a load of laundry, whatever it is, and, and seek God and ask him to, to direct you to that to maybe a preacher or two or teachers of the gospel that will just breathe that into you, breathe that that word of God into you. Because, you know, there are so many different people out there that you can listen to or that you can watch, but um, ask God for guidance on that. He'll guide you to the right person. And um, it's just so important. That goes back to Romans 10, 17. If you, you got to hear the word of God being taught, you've got to get that into your into yourself, into your being to be able to build that faith in what God says. And and we can read it all day long, but we need help breaking it down. We need help understanding what a passage means. We need we need that broken down for us. And and God has put that gift on people so that we can we can understand that more. We can gain more knowledge, more wisdom. We can understand more of who God is and who we are because of who he is. Okay, number three, get specific with what you need and what you want in your life. You can be thinking all day long how great it would be to not be in this situation or to not be dealing with this over here or to have this thing in our life. You can think that all day long, but God works through faith. So if you don't even know what you want from God, how do you expect him to give it to you? You've got to build your faith in what he says belongs to you first, but write down what what is it that you want? What is it that you need in your life? God will honor your prayers if you have faith to back them up. Doesn't mean you're going to see the answer to your prayer come to pass tomorrow. God's timing, he has a reason for for his timing in every situation. But God will give you what you ask him for, but he's not going to give you what you don't ask him for. So you need to get clear with yourself on what it is that you want. And you need to be clear with God on what it is that you want. And then number four, write down your prayer requests and match them up with scripture. So once you know what it is, and and I would honestly, I would ask God, Lord, are there specific things that I need to ask you for? You know what my future looks like. God, what is it that you want in my life? Let him lead you. Let him guide you and direct you into what it is that he wants you to write down. And um, write those prayer requests down. I'm so big, you guys know this, so big on writing down your prayers. And, you know, I don't know how many times we've heard, you know, write down your goals, write down your goals. If it's if you don't have your goal written down, then it's just a dream and it's never going to come to pass. You guys have heard stuff like that, right? Well, um, I think that people who actually write down their goals are like, don't quote me on this, but I want to say like 42%. We t- I did talk about this the other day, but I want to say 42% um, more of a chance to actually um, see that come to pass in their life because they're writing it down. They see it. Um, so write down your prayers. If if you struggle and, and forget on exactly maybe what it is that you're praying for or just struggle with having faith to back up those specific prayers, write them down. Go find scripture. 
in the Bible that relates to that specific prayer request. That's going to, first of all, when you see the scripture that says, you know, you can have this, or this is what God's word says, that's going to build your faith already in what God can do for you. But then it's also going to be a reminder to every day after that, you don't have to see it to know that it's that it belongs to you because God has already promised it to you, right? So every day after that, thank God for for bringing that to pass. Thank thank God that His timing is perfect and that you're going to see that that answer to your prayer when the time is right. And another amazing thing, one of my favorite things about a prayer request, guys. Like I said earlier. It is so easy to fall into contradicting our prayers with our words, especially around specific people and groups. You know, we want to join in sometimes. And let's face it, there are some negative people out there. And sometimes we want to join in on that. So if you are reading that every day and thanking God for bringing it to pass, when you start to say something that goes against that or contradicts that, you're going to catch yourself because you're going to be like, nope, I'm not. I am not contradicting what God's already working on for me, whatever, what he's already, you know, given me and what he's already working in my favor. I'm not contradicting that. That's going to be your thoughts on that. So writing down your prayers, it it will definitely help you. I promise. And um, that actually was number five was don't do not contradict what God's word says. Don't contradict. Don't don't speak it out loud. Don't get it out there. Even if you have a thought, you know, we have thoughts all throughout the day, thousands of thoughts every single day. You don't have to take the thought of, of the negative thing that's contradicting your prayer. If something, if you're praying for a specific situation or just something specific in any area of your life and you have a thought that rises against that, the, the way that you take that thought is by saying that thought. Look at Matthew 6, 31. It says, therefore, take no thought saying. So how do you take a thought? You say it. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith shall we be clothed? So it's not your job to to be worried about, about those things that you've already put in God's hand. And actually, whenever you start worrying and you start getting anxious and you start saying things that are out of doubt instead of full of faith, even when the situation doesn't look good, don't do that. But when you start doing that, you're taking matters into your own hands and you're taking it out of the hands of God where it belongs, where you've already put it. And then he can't work in in that area because you've already taken, you've talk, taken the thought saying it. So you've already put the words out there. You've already, you know, taken your prayers from going up to God and from him already working on that situation. And they're, they just, they're not going to go any further than the ceiling if, if you are constantly in doubt and speaking contradictive words over what you're praying for. I honestly pray to God that this helps somebody today. I truly feel like it will. Like, you know, one, once you get your faith in check and, and it takes a minute, but you just, even when you don't feel like it, just, just get close to God because he, he'll direct you. He will guide you. He's, he's going to put people in front of you that are going to help you, but just, just work on your faith, strengthen your faith, get by getting closer to God, by listening to the word of God, you will see your life change. I promise. So I hope that this has helped somebody today. Guys, I can't wait to be back here next week with you. I thank you for listening. I love you all, and I hope that you have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Woman Podcast. 
For more info on the book, to stay inspired, and to find all the ways to connect with me, check out thecovenantwoman.org. Don't forget to follow this podcast to be notified when another episode drops. And I would be so grateful if you would take just a second and rate and review this podcast. Thanks, guys.